What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Retro Encounter. As always, I'm Josh Curry. With me is Alana Hags. Hey, guys. What's up? Mike Solosi. Hello, everybody. And Peter Treisenberg. Hi there. And we are here to talk about the ending of Danganronpa. On the last episode, we played through the end of the third chapter. We had found out that there was some betrayal, some spies. We are getting into the juiciness, and then we decided to record the podcast. So now we're ready to really delve in, have some craziness happen, and try to decipher the ending. Now, now so there, there were spies in the betrayal, definitely. But was there also despair? I'm not sure if they mentioned despair. I don't feel like anything was very despairish. Okay, I mean, don't know. You don't, you don't yeah. remember them mentioning despair at all? Not, not sure. No. Maybe I'm just misremembering. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Celeste went and got herself uh, burned alive and then hit by a fire truck, so... Yeah, that spoiler, was a spoiler alert, they never freaking stop talking about despair in this game. <laughs> the that Celeste did dying did not fill me with despair. <laughs> Peter's just it's... saying what I'm thinking and trying, yeah... I was filled with despair when Yasuhiro ended up never being a victim. But yeah. they did, because ex- you'd you'd been upset that he was so old. They actually do explain that, so no, that no, made they, me feel they better. They explain why he's old and why he's bad at his job, but they never explain why he gets to survive at the end. It's that was what bothered me about it. My least favorite yeah. character made it through. But then think of... about it. it's like a wasted kill. Yeah, yeah. I would have taken him ahead of Sakura one hundred times out of one hundred. But, but you keep him around because he's an idiot. So it's one of those things that, in the court case, there's a chance you can have him as a swing boat. Mm. He's, he's, I'm not. I'm same not thing meta- with. I'm not metagaming like, this the way you are. I just don't. No, like no, him. but it, it makes complete sense. It, it, he's not even worth the effort. You can set him up as a fall guy in some circumstances, and he's too much of an idiot to argue out of it. And then if you. Like incorporate ghosts or something into it, he's going to freak out, and then he, just weird stuff. And he's just like, "All right, well, it must be this person." He yeah, never well, and, he and, never put anything together the entire game. And the second, yeah, the second he gets an idea into his head, he just kind of goes along with it, even when he's like trying to offer contradictory evidence. Like, like Yasuhiro's purpose almost is solely just to extend the uh, the class trials. So you're sitting in a situation then, like. Bakia, but whatever. Glasses. Guy with glasses. Yakia. Best guy. Um, Douchepool. He is sitting in a situation that he could at some point set up a murder, be the person that actually killed the person, but have Toko take the fall because she is moving stuff around for him because she'll do anything for him. And then you could have just convinced this moron that you didn't do it, and you're set because you have a block of three people that aren't going to vote for yourself. Look, I, I don't think this group took, you know, this level of, you know, survivor television show tactics in the murder votes, but I, I, maybe they did. I didn't look into it that deeply. I just don't like Yasuhiro. <laughs> he was harmless. That's the other reason you, you keep to... him around, because he's harmless. Yeah, you have to have this kind of idiot character. I think Makoto is initially set up to be the kind of, like, the Bryce Pappenbroke character that he is. <laughs> The kind of oh, I'm just love, a, like an average guy. <laughs> yeah, he's great, but he's kind of just like oh, I'm okay. I'm I know things. I'm just here because I'm lucky. I'm not that intelligent. But Makoto develops quite a lot, and well, Yasuhiro. I, I, I would challenge the notion that he's not intelligent because he's um. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, like he's set up to not be. I think I think he's set up to be like the everyman. Yeah, and no, then he's, in the he's end, he's not. He's not a mad genius like Junko, who we will definitely talk about later, or uh, 
Um, or you know, Kyoko. yeah, or or, or a, a brilliant detective like Kyoko. But he's you know he he reasons out things. He's not dumb, and he ultimately is you know the the the, the good guy. If any, the the thing I find most annoying about Makoto is how uh, like resolutely good he is. Yeah, everybody's his friend. Yeah, he he has well, to be he... everyone's friend, and he has to be the good guy all the time, which is which is fair, and it's part of his personality. I don't, I don't dislike Makoto. But that I think I think of him more as just a normal guy that that tries to that tries to do good rather than someone. Well, he, he's know. filled with hope. Yeah, to exactly. make him the ultimate. He is the ultimate hope. <laughs> he he's the least likely to murder someone in this game, but that's because he's a good person and not because he's a moron like Yasuhiro. Eh, Yasuhiro is most likely not to murder anybody, <laughs> and it would be because of incompetence and not intent. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, what's Yashihiro going to do? Yeah, which is what he essentially almost does in Chapter 4, which is probably where we should start. Yeah. yeah. yeah so chapter we, 4 we has finished... like a multi-character smokescreen. <laughs> we had finished yeah, Chapter 3 and figured out that Sakura was a spy, and 4 starts off with everybody just super, super pissed because they find out as well, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Monokuma decides he's going to spread some despair around the group by revealing the traitor among them. And then right away, it ends up being that Sa- Sa- Sakura is the victim in the next case. Uh, before we get going, I just have to admit, Chapter 4 was the hardest chapter for me because Kyoko hated me the whole time, and I was I was quite sad. And that made, that made you sad? And you, uh, you couldn't date her. That would make was, me sad. I was quite heartbroken about that. Yeah, oh, my waifu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. I had to. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was a. Uh, it was an interesting case, but it was a really frustrating case. Um, I think I. Yeah, I agree. I think I knew it was the first case where I just sort of looked at the murder victim and just went, "So that's suicide, isn't it?" Yep. And yeah. It, it was just like dragging it out, which, and actually, out of all the class trials. Yeah. Out of everything, it was probably my least favorite chapter because of the way that it's set up. So, the way the class trial develops, it's kind of just like, okay, it's either going to be Yasuhiro, Byakuya, or Toko, and then all three of them are basically drawn into it. And Byaku, no, um, Yasuhiro and Toko both think they've killed her, and it's like, no, you haven't, because the door, yeah, the that... the, the, the whole yeah. lock, hangman, whatever the door thing's called, like. Locking the word, like yeah, oh, a lot room scenario, a lot room scenario, yeah. And it was and, just and the it, minute that somebody said that, it was just sort of like, well, that's done, isn't it? Why are we doing this? It was so obvious. It is obvious, but I thought the chain of logic was still pretty interesting. Trying to figure it out, um, try, at least watching the case unfold itself. I think, oh. yeah, I think contextually, actually, um. It's good because it's kind of like you expect every trial to have a murderer, and these kids expect every trial to have a murderer. So at the end of it, to find out that somebody's committed suicide, one, it goes against Boyaki's notion that this whole thing's a game and that everybody wants to, like, somebody wants to win, and somebody's going to win. And then, like, the suicide is kind of just like, oh my god, somebody would kind of kill themselves in this scenario, and save themselves save everybody and Mm -hmm. it is a bit different and i do like it but i think overall it was probably my least favorite case for the kind of just dragging out things but um sakura's a really great character and 
I really like her relationship with Hina because Hina and Sakura are adorable together. Like, mm-hmm. I love Hina's kind of. They were so cooking. cute as just being best friends. That and and the their relationship seemed you know normal and natural. Like, oh, this is a extremely screwed up situation, but hey, these two these two girls are tight, and one of them kind of lost it when the other one died. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. especially with chapter two when you see them training. Sorry, Peter, I keep interrupting you. And um, it's fine. <laughs> um, like in chapter two when Hina and Sakura are training together, like I think they're the most well developed pairing. So last time we were talking about um, Mondo and Taka, um, their relationship is very brief. The kind of like thirty seconds, and then oh no. Um, Taka's dead next chapter, and Biaki is dead at the end of this chapter. Um, whereas Hina and Sakura, you've seen develop over four cha- three and a half chapters, and then all of a sudden, even actually at the end of the trial, you just kind of you get that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I also didn't like chapter four as much as the first three, but I thought it presented a very interesting scenario. Both, I mean, suicide yeah. is a bit of a twist compared to the first three chapters. And yeah, there's a lot things. And you have two characters that think they did it, and one character who knows it was who knows it was a suicide, but is trying to be as obstructive as possible. So it's um that that was an interesting gameplay scenario to present, but I didn't think the execution was as satisfying as one of the more normal murder trials. To the point that she actually took the blame for it. Which yeah, she wanted to I, take the blame for it. It was that was yeah. still up. don't. I mean, I get, but I just yeah, I didn't, didn't sit well with me. The thing, the thing about it that I like is, like Mike keeps saying, um, the game has a has a fondness for presenting you with two characters that you really like and kind of get to know them, and then ripping the friendship apart in the bloodiest way possible. Um, and in the case of in the case of Sakura and Hina, I think having Hina's uh, character and that's in the, that trial adds an emotional core to it, and since the uh since the themes of Danganronpa are all about hope and despair and the whole theme of this and the whole point of of the 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 situation they're in is to fill is to is to spread despair i guess it just kind of seems like uh sakura's death is i mean i mean what is hina doing other than despairing she wants to die and take everyone else with her yeah yeah but that's cuz monokuma i think the way Josh was saying that, like, you know, the understanding of why she did it, like, and why Hina defended, um, was trying to cover up the death is because Monokuma forges the suicide note or creates a fake yeah. one, doesn't he? To yeah, say that. Monokuma. Yeah. Um, which, and he which basically. Starts, it starts a trend of Monokuma uh, messing around with the results of the class trial, trying to get the leg up on them. Getting more well, involved, yeah. Yeah, I like. I actually didn't think there would be class trials after chapter four. So, like, I thought chapter four would kind of be the one where everyone was like, "Oh no, we're fine. We're, we've done this." Um, but yeah, well, like, it kind of sets that up because everybody agrees to like stop playing the game essentially. Yeah, pretty and that, much. That, that was a great moment. Like, I, I didn't like the trial of four, but everything that comes out of it, I thought was super interesting because you see a huge yeah. turn. In a lot of the characters and how they're looking at it, and like we, we talked about uh, Bakia like looking at it as a game, something he has to win, and like fully switching to like this game doesn't matter because people aren't playing it, and so I'm no longer going to play it, and we're going to as a unit kind of rebel against like the game maker essentially, and that that whole turn that was more surprising than anything else in chapter four with the case. Like I, that was that was huge. Like I, I was I was shocked by that. 
Yeah, I didn't like the end. Yeah. R.I.P. Chihiro AI. Yeah, kind that of. was yeah like yeah monokuma's like well no one is a murderer in this case but we're still gonna have a punishment and i'm like oh god (laughs) yeah i had kind of wanted them which chiro actually worked out really well but if like going around the spare element how messed up would it have been if he took sakura and actually like did a execution to a body body okay yeah yeah that would have been uncomfortable that that would have been yeah Lines, and that's that's what I was. That's where I thought they were going at first. I'm like that is super messed up. Like, oh, I, I that 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 was the first thought that popped into my head too, and I was almost kind of relieved for a second when it wasn't, and then I saw it was um alter ego, and then I was like, no. <laughs> but alter ego, they're kind of that had reached its end point. There wasn't much. Yeah, th- so it, it kind of makes sense. It filled its purpose, um, and it came back technically. Technically. Yeah. One last ditch effort. Right. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying though, Alana, because it, it, it kind of, based on how that trial wraps up and like the notes, the note is very, the actual note from Sakura is very ominous because you don't know the direction, but it is able to pull all them together. You you kind of are left with this idea of maybe there's not going to be any more killing. How, how are they going to keep this plot moving forward? Um, and it ends up being... A bunch of craziness. Uh, a sixteenth student. Yeah, yeah. the sixteenth student. There is you having a fever dream and not knowing what's going on. And there's even for finally an element of like maybe I actually did kill somebody. Um, <laughs> As a side note, like how many times did they have to say the sixteenth student's name before you remember it? Because they it replay hilarious. that cut. They replay that same cut scene where Kyoko just goes. Mukuroikasaba, and I'm just like, are you joking? Like, does it need to be voiced every time? Yes. The same bit? Yes. Of course it does. Every time. I guess, I mean, it takes, so I, I guess at least three times to make sure that it's really in your head is enough, but they, I think they, I'm pretty sure they exceeded that. It's also one of those things, it's unfortunate because, and this was bothering me for the longest time, and it's kind of fixed with how the, the end is, but it kind of sucks that you don't really truly, truly meet the 16th character. Um, in a yeah, roundabout way, yeah. you do. Yeah, I would really like to have met, like, interacted with McCrory because I right. think she would have been a really strange dynamic in the group. She's not around in school mode, right? Like, um, She's not, no. It's only it's okay. only the... Uh, it's yeah, Junko is in school mode, but um, Mukuro is but not. Is it, but is it... Junko or Mukuro in? Um, like... I th- I think okay, I guess it is Jun it is Mukuro pretending to be Junko because uh, yeah. uh because the we're uh, getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah, yeah well, I mean, Ma- Monokuma is present in school mode, so I I think it's uh technically Mukuro pretending to be Junko and Junko controlling Monokuma, but we are getting ahead of ourselves. But it, it was one of those things, and I, I think that's maybe why they stressed saying the name so much, is there there had to be something that was built up around this character, because yeah. even the characters that died right away, we had personality attached to them. They were something to us. Um, and we, we were able to come either like them or hate them. We had some sort of feeling about them. Um, and with Makara, like, it's just one of those things, like, well, she's dead. You find out about her, and then she's dead. And there's there's no in-between, and you're trying to like piece these puzzle pieces together and it 
Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't have that same like level of yeah. feeling that you had with all the other characters. So, and instead, what they did, which is kind of clever, is just they just built up that air of mystery around mm-hmm. Hupero. Yeah. And and then once she turns up dead, as and and all of a sudden you're in another class trial, um, out of out of out of nowhere, it just it makes the whole thing that much more interesting. Right, and I, I think that's why they replayed that stupid scene over and over again, which I actually really liked the scene <laughs> the first time, and after about like two more times, like no, no longer. Yeah, a fan. Oh, yeah, but understand. I, I think Peter hits like hits it perfectly where he says that they're building up some sort of mystery around the individual. Um, and I think also there was an element of they're trying to build this person up into something massive, and then all of a sudden they're dead. And so it's like, well, th- there again, it's kind of one of those kind of pulling the rug out from under you where you yeah, expect this person to be the one that's going around killing everybody. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of yeah. the, it's one of the first several sort of it's I don't know if it's a twist, but sort of uh, smoke screens that uh, that you know is revealed before. Junko's big entrance in the at the beginning of the sixth chapter, or part so, of the sixth chapter. Incidentally, well, I mean, sorry, go ahead, Peter. No, I was. Gonna, I, I was. Talk, were you moving on to case five? Because I wanted to talk yeah. about something in case five. Yeah, I was going to move on to case five. Okay. Um, go ahead. So between case four and case five, Kyoko basically disappears um, because they take away her key, and then she just wanders off. Um, we we start again. No, because I knew she was gonna go figure something out. I, okay. I, I, I had faith in, I had faith in her. Um, Good. But it was one of those things. How many people thought that you, when the corpse exploded, or even when you saw the corpse, that that was Kyoko? No, not even for a second. No, I didn't think. I yeah, I'm not sure what I thought. I can't really remember. I remember being really weirded out by it. I just couldn't put a finger on it at the time. Um, no. No really useful comment there. Never mind. It didn't really. It didn't seem to fit the game's mo to kill such a major character with like no preamble. And that's kind of I felt felt on it too. Is maybe it was just wishful thinking that she couldn't have died, but like they they just never felt right. At no point mm-hmm. is like this is how this was going to happen. Even where they try to piece it together, where she's there with the person that has the knife, that has the lab coat in your room. You don't know what happens between you and the lab coat person, and she shows up. So there's all those questions around that, and still, it's like this does still like at no point does that seem to fit together correctly. Yeah, and then she shows up at the trial, um, and it that just throws things into more disarray. That was one of those things. Like as soon as they're like, it's not starting. I was like, yep, because we're waiting for, mm-hmm. waiting for her. This is this kind of obvious. Did did any of you, what I was going to ask was did any of you guys get the bad ending? So is the bad ending when you don't support her in the lie? When, yes. when you if you choose to pursue the lie, um, it leads to an uh, an, an ending where she gets executed and you guys live out the rest of your days in the school. I, I thought you had to see that ending. Or am I, I, I don't. I I didn't. No. It gives I, you to, get a tro- to get the trophy for all the scenes or cinematics or whatever, yeah, you have to go that. through. I, well I, I did go through that one again, but I thought you sort of had to. Maybe I I just was wrong. It does that. it does give you, bump you back to the choice after you get it, so yes. it's not like a, a true bad end in any sense. It's also I, I thought it was kind of funny for kind of twisted reasons when like they show the photograph and it's like. Mm-hmm. Aoi has everyone's babies, and I'm just like, Ew. yeah. Well, I, yeah I, well, I think it's um, Toko's not in the picture, but it is. It is implied that Toko and Aoi have children. 
Well, so Byaku is holding to a picture of Toko, and I'm like, did they just kill Toko? And like... <laughs> you know, maybe. <laughs> are, are we really opposed to that? <laughs> I, I like I like her. Honestly, she grew on me the most out of any character. I, I, I like Genocide her, Jill. I find yeah, well, her yeah, a little I like annoying. Genocide Jill. Toko Toko yeah. itself isn't that interesting, but the duo is really funny. Sure. Yeah, it it shows you know pregnant Aoi and a bunch of small children with the uh, three men that are survivors. It's not and then and then and then uh, Makoto's like, no, I don't want that, and I'm like, yeah, you do. <gasps> I'm going to be totally honest and say I didn't actually realize there was a bad ending. <laughs> <laughs> so I just went, I was like, well, I'm going to support Kyoko because Kyoko's cool. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that that would, l- I think I suspected it at the time. I just read it and just thought, come on, you can't be that stupid and pursue the lie. You can't actually think that she's lying to frame you. You must know she's mm-hmm. lying to do something good because that's Kyoko. She's yeah. done that before, essentially, or done something <laughs> similar. And they had the huge lead up of, doing stuff that's difficult to be able to to in the end be successful and they play that scene before you make the decision so it is a huge hint of this is her like recalling like it i thought it was very played out like i thought it was very very, it's very well telegraphed Yeah. Mm yeah um so okay good i'm happy nobody was upset of like thought that it was going to be Kyoko, but I am kind of upset that at the same time, because I, w- I wanted it to be believable to somebody. Um, I mean, I, 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 I was kind of going along with it, like, because I, I didn't know Kyoko's true uh, motives or intentions the entire time. I just fig- I just figured, well, the plot, the p- plot seems to want me to go one way, so I'm going to pick the other choice just to see what happens. And fortunately, it re- rerouted you straight back. That's good. The nice thing about Case 5, though, even though it's fixed and it's kind of, in that regard, is broken, is the first time that I did not solve a case, like, right away. Oh! Oh, yeah, of course, because we because don't really know. I came up with a great solution. My my solution was fantastic. Um, but, so... What was it? It does. You don't really have a time of date for, like, when the death occurs. So, it's really simple, then. You have... Bakia kill her before nighttime, like before they find the robot. Because of that, he forces everybody to hang out with him. And that's when they do the shifts because he's purposely making sure everybody's in shifts so that he has an ironclad alibi later on. He has Toko doing whatever he wants, so that's when she goes up. She takes off the um, tarp, throws the thing on with a dead chicken. That's taken care of. She comes down. There's plenty of time for her to be able to do that and come back down. Um, and she's doing it to support her master, um, and he is able to frame it against everybody else. You avoid all of the uh, sprinklers and whatnot. All of that is fine. Mm-hmm. I thought he was finally making a move. I was actually excited because I was like, we've been building up for him to have like this perfect murder, and we finally oh. reached it. Oh, and that kind of would have gone yeah. against his character development in the last I, I feel like it would have done, yeah. It would have, but then also he could have been doing that to make sure everybody didn't think that, and then he purposely implies that Togo should touch the body, has her blow up, and was hoping that she would die. Yeah. So that he could get rid of... I do get that. That made me laugh, where he's just like, she was probably incinerated in the explosion. It's no big deal. She wakes up. Oh. But also, he was, like, so nonchalant about, like, yeah, she got got hit by an explosion that is, like, 
maybe he did do that. Maybe he didn't <laughs> set that up. I, um, yeah. I can see where you're coming from, because if you do do all of Biaki's kind of, like, side things, then he says that to get to the head of the Togami family, he had to physically fight every single one of his siblings and family members. And he says this. He says he has to, like, fight them and kill some of them. So, <laughs> Biaki, yeah. a secret badass. But yeah, I was like, this was the yeah. long tail of, like, we saw this huge character, uh, like metamorphosis into like everybody's quote-unquote better person and how great would that have been if that was just a show to be able to pull off this murder um it could have been interesting it would have been interesting it it ends it ends up being more interesting because it it actually leads to the ending of the game i don't know what they would have done if that would have been case five uh another one of the people had died so you kind of run out of people that are gonna kill anybody yeah the plot demands it yeah and so you get framed. You basically get framed by Kyoko, which is kind of interesting as well. Um, and she was prepared to, for Makoto to die to see her point taken yeah. through. She couldn't have known that Alter Ego was going to show up at the last second and save his butt. Does So I actually had a question about that. She was off doing all sorts of things. She didn't set that up? I don't know. I don't. I, th- I don't like, think she did. Yeah, I. I also don't feel like she would set Makoto up. It could be that like she didn't. Kill... It could be that she didn't think that Monokuma was going to cut the trial short. Probably because she'd figured out that the whole point of the trial was to kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know, but yeah, I didn't. I don't know whether she knew about. Um, I didn't think she knew about Alter Ego, because okay. the surprise when she jumps down the chute, she's just kind of like. Oh Makoto, I'm glad I found you. That was really lucky, or something like that. Um, With a cup of noodles on her head. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I was wondering about that. I was like, she is willing to go to any lengths, and it, obviously, we we very shortly after that find out it's because of her dad. Um, mm-hmm. So she has motive beyond just trying to survive. Uh, but yeah, I was like. She she took it real far if she was willing to let me die. Um, so, I don't know. It works out in the end. You fall down a chute. Which still, you should have died from falling down that chute. There's lots of smelly garbage to protect Makoto's fall. Based off of how long it took him to go up the ladder, though, it seemed like you fell like a mile. <laughs> you are climbing that ladder a long last time. <laughs> oh, a- anime, anime logic. This universe has robot teddy bears. <laughs> RPGs have conditioned me to think that going up a bunch of ladders in a row is no big deal, but that is an outright lie. Climbing ladders <laughs> over and over works you out. But... <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, yeah. oh, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like I should have died falling down that lot, that down. And you're falling on top of like, you start looking around. I was like, there's a tank, there's a bulldozer. <laughs> Well, I mean, come on. How many times do you fall from giant heights in video games and land safely? It's 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 completely game, it's completely game to game whether a fall from an enormous impossible height will do any damage at all to you or not. I don't I don't think this is worth uh, this is a point worth, you know, griping about. <laughs> it was cloud, disappointing. Cloud lands in Aerith's church, so. So well, that's no fall. <laughs> the power of a church protected him. Duh. 
If you fall from a building in like in Grand Theft Auto, you could die. But if you fall from a, a building in any number, like in Dragon Quest Seven, which I'm playing right now, it's fine. You just land at the bottom of the tower. <laughs> it's, it's it doesn't it is totally game to game. And why are we even talking about this? Come on, man. <laughs> it's Always flimsy. The, the, the conclusion is is that Danganronpa does not factor in fall damage. Also, <laughs> when you fall, you're not going to stay in the t- the desk. How is when he wakes up him still Dude, being in a come desk? Come on, man. He's strapped come in, on. isn't he? Did he fall and then choose to get back into the desk? Why? Like, oh, this is hurt. I'm going to pass out. He was strapped in because otherwise he wouldn't have left the desk. He would have because he was about to be executed. He was probably strapped. Oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> I was disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. But it's and also, this is, this is your equivalent of me getting mad about the T Rex in Parasite Eve. I just no, want you to know because that. That, the T Rex was fine. <laughs> yeah, and so is Makoto still being in the desk when he wakes up in the garbage pit. But where then the will... teacher's desk should have fallen on top of him. Okay, maybe there are some logical inconsistencies with this desk, but do we really have to belabor this point? Wait, yes. Welcome to Desk Encounter, the RPG Fans Desk Podcast. Desk. <laughs> Can we actually talk about the final case, or do you still want to talk about desks? Fine. <laughs> so they talk. They they convince Monokuma to give give them another shot since uh, Makoto survived, and that proves that the the mastermind cheated or whatever. So they have to give another chance to figure out everything in the school. Or they all die. So it's kind of the ultimate end game. Yeah, yeah it's finally, actually called. They the finally ultimate let game. you in that control room too. Yeah, that was and that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like finding finding out what was behind all the locked doors. I was more intrigued by the second story of the dorms. That yeah, that second was really dorms. Cool. Yeah. When you go in there and it's been like wrecked. Yeah. Right. That's where. So. This is one of the mistakes I did make, and I had been very confused about it. Um, at the beginning, when they talk about the tragedy and it being like the worst thing that ever happened to, like in the human history and whatnot, I was very confused because I was thinking very small level. Because everything in the game had been situated around it being a school, I thought it was a school incident. So I'm thinking something on par to like a Columbine or something where it is... There was a massacre inside this school. You had all these brilliant people, the people that are going to be the future of society, and one or a group of them turned and murdered a bunch, like a bunch or almost all of them or the entire school. And are you, are you talking about the the event? Yes. Okay. Right. You you weren't expecting it to go full Skynet. And that that's that was kind of the first indication. You go into those that second set of dorms, and it's so destroyed. I was like, okay, there's something that happened exterior to this building yeah and that's I'm... where i try to start piecing together how did we get here when not notice this how that's where the kind of i started moving moving possibly in the direction of where junko was um i i'm not gonna lie i did not get to that point um but that was the first time i was like okay this was just not a school incident this was a more worldwide incident or something bigger had to have happened than just a massacre out of school. Unfortunately, um, I, I had that that like the identity of the mastermind was spoiled for me before 
uh, starting Danganronpa. But I also knew about the the tragedy, not not specifically, but because writing news stories about um, Danganronpa, another episode, just mm. kind of the the premise of that Aww. game inherently spoils the fact that there's an arm that there's been like the robo apocalypse outside. And that's where that actually made sense because I'd always seen that and I was like, well, that's a stupid side story. Um, and now you know it actually is actually something that is in, in, integral. Like something is happening out there and is affecting other people, yeah. yeah and I'm, then, I'm not, well, I'm not sure if that if uh, you're talking about uh, Ultra Despair Girls is the side story, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's I, I don't know. I haven't played it, but I don't know how uh, much it shapes the overall story. It takes place between one and two. But I did hear it takes that... place between you showing up at the school and one happening. No, yeah, because all of the because uh, Byakuya and Toko are in Ultra Despair Girls. Toko yeah. is playable. Yeah, no, it's oh, it's, really? it's, it's after one and yeah. two, and the main and uh and mm. yeah, it's like she even has like a genocide Jill meter or something that you fill up for her to go ballistic. But I, okay, I, so I'm gonna go I, buy I, that. Game. <laughs> yeah, I I, I kind of want to end up with the conversation of what we're willing to do with the future of the series. But yeah, I actually. Yeah. When that had been announced, I was like, people have said really good things about Danganronpa. I'm not going to play this stupid side shooter that nobody... The and people that I'm, made it probably don't Now care. I'm really interested in it. Right. And now I'm even more <laughs> interested because I would have... It would have made sense to me that it would have happened at the time of the tragedy or the, the event. No, it's... Um, it's weird that it happens after. Okay. There's, there are manga and I, th- and I think a visual novel about the tragedy and another one about uh about junko but when like before she goes completely insane and, but there's a there i don't think there's a playable game or uh an anime about the tragedy the really i think the canon of danganronpa is play one and two then ultra despair girls if you want then watch the anim the danganronpa 3 anime and then the game that's coming out next year but we can talk about that later yeah yeah but so moving in the dorms that was it was cool seeing everything else, and it was freaky going to the biology room, and that's where like all the bodies are being kept. Um, but the going to the dorms and that being destroyed that that was a huge that was like my big aha like holy crap moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. I was on the same page as you. I thought the biggest human tragedy was interior kind of just like a failed social experiment that went wrong and then they were just like, oh, we're just going to shut the school down and nobody will ever find out about it. And then when you go upstairs into the dorms and you're just sort of like, oh my God, like yeah. what is going on? And I think the biology room as well is where I started to piece things together because I noticed before, I think Kyoko or Makoto did, that there were only nine lights. And so I went, oh, Okay, yep. something's going on here. And then, well, I semi-knew, like, Peter, I didn't know the mastermind, but I had an inkling because Junko is a friend's favorite character. So I just sort of thought, mm-hmm. so she died in the first 10 minutes. She's not dead. <laughs> and then when you add it up, she's the only person who doesn't die as a result of a trial right. or to lead up to a trial. So, yeah. I, so I, and I, then, yeah, and then when you get to the clue where... um. Mukuro's body's scarred. You're just like, oh well, it's just go, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's easy. I figured it out where, um, or at least I, I had already sort of thought about it since I had seen stuff about Junko before playing the game. 
But the, mm. what iced it was um, once they announced Mukuro's name and add them and add her to your student handbook. I actually went and looked at everyone's page for the first time I, because oh. I, I because I hadn't really gone into the student handbook much, and she has oh. the she has the exact same height, weight, and measurements as Junko. That's interesting. Ooh. Yeah, I, I didn't even look Clever. at the yeah, I didn't even look at the book when she, like to see if she had gotten added. Mm-hmm. When, when they add talk? when they add her, it was the first time I really had looked at it, and that and that when I I had already sort of thought it was Junko because of outside sources, and I bas- I basically had gotten spoiled without knowing every detail, but that sort of solidified it. Oh, they're they're twins, and they're doing some kind of twin shenanigans with us. So that brings up another thing that really pissed me off. Um, oh, so I... Positive, damn it. Go go positive first, Peter, then okay. I'll go negative. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, I, th- I like I like what you're saying, Mike, because it, it underlies to me that how good Danganronpa's internal like consistency is. Mm-hmm. Because anytime I thought the game was gonna, starting to go a little off the rails... Um, logic-wise, they would rein it back in with an explanation that, like, they almost immediately, like, there were several times during the cases where I would I would be, I would catch myself saying, like, wait, what? And then Kyoko would say something that, that like, explained it. Yeah, it's, it's Danganronpa's convoluted and nonsensical as hell, but they do try to back it up with, uh, with either scenarios or backstory. There's a lot of exposition in Danganronpa, and it's crazy, but they try to justify it. It's I'm sure if I went, uh, you know, real hard ass about it, I could just br- shoot it full of plot holes. It goes full Metal Gear. Yeah, but, yeah, but, they, but they they do make an effort to uh, to explain everything that's happening. Anyway, Josh, go with your hate. Okay, so I actually had originally thought that the corpse. My solution was that nobody actually died originally. Um, and that they had reused the body, and I actually had thought that they reused Junko's body. Um, and when I was going through that, I started looking at names, and one of the things that I got really upset about um, was the Celeste name was wrong, which at the beginning of the game, or at one point during the game, they had stressed that all the names in the handbooks are the actual true names, and that they wouldn't, they wouldn't lie about anything, because there was no worthwhile reason to do that. Um, and the Celeste name was still wrong. Which I was frustrated about because that would have been the logical way that um, the well, that fanfic was... guy would have been able to figure it out. Wasn't that the, what that her was last the name was? point in their case? In her case, wasn't it? That was how they they clinched it in the case. Right. Was that it was her real name? Right. But it was one of those things that I now I'm actually so originally I was like, oh, like, he must have just found it in the handbook. But nowhere in the handbook does it even state that she has a last name. Like when you look at the when you're scrolling down through all the names, and then when you go inside to actually the profile, it shows the name that she was saying that she had. Um, but Monokuma had repeatedly said that all the information in there is accurate. Okay, I've actually, actually I think I might have a counterpoint to that. Um, I'm not sure though, but I think that the way they solved the case was. Her real name only shows up on her handbook when right. she, when when you log in, mm-hmm. and the information on the, the other ones was meant to obfusc- obfuscate that fact to both the player and to the other students, because otherwise they would have figured out the case immediately. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there's a loophole in it. I just it's annoying. After Monokuma stressed but... it so much about how important those were and how accurate they were. And I mean, that is how they solve it is the the home page of it, but it or like the login page, but right. 
It's still irritating. I mean, you can't really take Monokuma at his word. He's a bear. He's very good at being grizzly mm. with some facts. I'm, I'm, he he I'm never like, plays like bear with the Teddy. facts. Unlike Anything's Teddy or possible with him. Oh my god. Do you know what? I, I was I... so happy when that started happening in the game. Yeah, I was Teddy, too. I Teddy was or Morgana. Best, best mascot, go. Teddy, Morgana, or Monokuma? Teddy. Surprise vote for Koromaru. Yes! Koromaru. Oh. Actually, no. Repeat. Oh, repeat from uh, Vesperia? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's real good. He's a real solid, solid game dog. Um, and this is why nobody fills out our polls. Mr. Drippy. <laughs> okay, Mr. Drippy's like the... He's probably the best part of Nino Kuni, but... Uh... I, I, I can't say no to the Lord High Lord of the Fairies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my that's my actual answer. If you really Teddy's the back, best bear. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Mog from Final Fantasy VI. He's right on the cover of the North American box art. The blue sure. bear from Final Fantasy X is okay too. It's a callback to an old episode. The blue bear. Oh, Kimari. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kimari. Well, Final Fantasy X does have the best sports game in RPG history. Screw you. <laughs> no, it does. Screw off. All right, well, okay, that's from 15 months ago, so maybe we should actually talk about the final case, because holy crap, Junko. Like, when, when everything's... It's not really a case, though. Okay, it's not... Okay, you're right. You're right. It's not a case. It's basically just a bunch of nonsense, and you have to shoot her despair full of hope. But, I, I mean, it's <laughs> the Junko show is t- a total blast. Um, when, yes. Like, from her reveal through all of her explanations, then through to the final confrontation. I I really liked it, and I actually had to do the last bit of it on low health, so it was really stressful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once, once I lost a heart, I lost a heart because I made it to the end of the thing, and I missed a, uh, I missed a uh, truth bullet somewhere on there, and I lost health, and I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, when I got to the last bit, and I loved the last bit, actually, I didn't realize what I had to do, so I was reading through everybody's kind of like Junko's massive speech and everybody's ellipses and I just thought what am I doing what have I got to do and it literally took me about 10 minutes before I went ultimate hope I was like oh yeah shoot everybody with hope and I was like <laughs> the, the, the absorb bullet mechanic kind of threw me off every time oh, right. yeah, yeah. so yeah, because so, it, it's used really sparingly. Like all the mechanics are used really randomly, and the, the, the absor- only... and the absorbs introduced late and is and is bar- and is barely used at all. I think I think maybe it happens more often on higher difficulties, but I'm not, I'm yes. not sure about that. Yeah, I think it's supposed to increase in difficulty, and also the little things that are in the way are supposed to increase in di- the white noise or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which I didn't even yeah. encounter the white noise because I had action on low. Yeah, I, I kept oh, it to the okay. default setting, but it was uh, but yeah. yeah, it's a little tricky to figure out unless you remember every detail about what you can do in combat. But it's, which I, I, I kind of have a bone to pick with that. I wish, I, I kind of wish we weren't still learning new ways to play the game as moved into the final quarter it, of the game. I don't think yeah. it's really a new way. It was just it was an an obscure thing that doesn't come up often that's employed in a little bit of a strange way. It's, they, it, it's not intuitive. Still, I, I think they it were was still really introducing fun. new mechanics. Yeah. They're still late, as, as late as the fifth case, they were introducing yeah, new so. things to bullet time battle. And the, so the bullet time battle, that's the one where you're like the, the rhythm, rhythm game, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So this is going to sound really terrible. I could never figure out how to do that game. 
Like, I went through the tutorial, I somehow stumbled through the first case, and it took me <laughs> watching the anime for me to actually learn how to do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Which I thought was kind of interesting, because I, I, was, I was struggling. I was like, and that's why I kind of brought it up the first time. I was like, I don't know how to, like, I barely know how to do it. I knew I was, like, I was doing the rhythms, but I wasn't shooting was the problem. I kept always, like, getting my combo really high and then never actually doing anything. Um, yeah, it's, you have to, I think um, it, it counts as a rhythm no, uh, no matter what button you press, but the key is, like, when to lo- when to reload and when to shoot. Right. And Which you can, and that's, you, you can use that was the, the issue I had. Makes it easier. Was, I thought if you got the combo really high, that was good, and if you were missing, that was bad. And then <laughs> I, I don't, I it was really bad. And I was trying to tap with my other hand, and that kind occasionally work, and that must have done well enough for me to get through. <laughs> um, and then it was I, I watched the anime, and they had the first case. I was like, oh, well, that makes total sense. I don't know what I was doing before. They actually do bullet time battle in the anime. I they, they rip like they, they, half they, of that game out. They allude to it. They even have you um like uh. Uh, during sequences in the game where you had to do the the hangman thing with the yep. uh, with, with the letters appearing, it, that's there too. Yeah, they don't actually play hangman in the anime, but like you see him zoom in on him closing his eyes and then that, and then the letters which, forming in a bar at the bottom. Yeah, it, which so, I know, I know, I know we didn't <laughs> like hang, hangman's gambit, but I do like that intro to the mini game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'll it, give you that. Yeah, hangman's gambit looks cool until you actually have to you do it. And although yeah. when they had you spell wolf, I was pretty happy. I was like, oh, that's. Easiest thing in the world. Why and, are you having me do this? <laughs> and in Danganronpa 2, the games change a little bit, and there's more of them, but I think they're a little better explained and better implemented. And uh, and the least favorite one stops being Hangman's Gambit and starts being the stupid falling, sliding letters one that I don't want oh, to ever do. Oh, good. There's something even worse. Yeah. That's spectacular. Oh, and then there's also a racing game that they add, but that one's not so bad. Oh. Hey. What? <laughs> yeah. Racing game... Hey, Hooray. that's too bad. But <laughs> Junko, man, the sw- switching personalities on the fly, executing her with seven executions in a row, with her smiling the whole time. Oh, I love yeah, that. Was, that. The, the execution was kind of weird. It was really cool because it, it kind of no. showed all all the things that they had planned. Um, but. What? And once I wasn't, and once they finally, once they actually do the, uh, she actually like gets Eyes. hit by the, the sledgehammer, and there's just like crunch splat. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, that was really uncomfortable. I just sort of cringed. I was like, oh, so she's yeah. Yeah, because okay. it had been really confusing up to that point. Because it's like all these things killed everybody else. How is she okay? It's like, oh, maybe she's just gonna, she's gonna be all right. And she then that last game was like, she's basically just a superhuman that loves despair, and it's. I was gonna say she's a Terminator. <laughs> she loves pain. She probably is. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> one thing I think is sort of funny. Um, I, I should have mentioned this earlier, but uh, I replayed this game, and uh, at the very beginning, I had to hold myself to not say this at the previous episode, but. Um, when you look at Mukuro dressed as Junko versus the real Junko, you actually see several differences. Um, their eyes, yeah, 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 their eye makeup's totally yeah, different. The eye, the eye makeup's different. Mukuro has some freckles, while Junko's much shinier looking. And, and her, they got and, more. Yeah, Mukuro's got like nice. a slightly. Uh, okay, yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's right. Her hair is different, and also Sakura mentions at the early, early in the game. 
Um, you don't look quite the same as on your co- as on your covers. And then Junko, I was yeah. going to bring that up. And, and that was my favorite call out. Yeah, and, and Junko's really nervous. Nervo, well, Mukuro dresses Junko is real nervous and goes, "Oh, you know, Photoshop." <laughs> but it, like, but mm. playing through that, me having played the game before, just went, "Oh, oh, oh, that's that's cool foreshadowing." Yeah, they that was that fantastic. The trial, though, don't I should have yeah, mentioned that earlier. I'm sorry, guys. No, because they. They bring it up in the trial, don't they? When they're talking about um, when they're trying to figure out if it's who the mastermind is. There's the bit where they say, and Makoto's all like, "Oh, I remember this bit that Sakura says to her." But like the jawline's totally different, and it's so weird. It's so weird that you don't pick up on it. You just think you just accept the Photoshop thing because yep. that's the model industry. That's yeah, it. That, that's you real life. Yeah. That is. And then to kind of see the. First of all, the real Junko is a model, but second of all, she's an absolute loony. Is oh, I love. I, she I is think delightfully the of, insane. I I fell in love with her very quickly. Like the minute she popped up with the crown on her head, and doesn't matter that she had a British accent. Not biased. Um, but like I loved it. <laughs> all Brits she, are loony. Oh yeah, we are absolutely. But she's not a Brit either. But um, she's um. But yeah, I just loved it. I just sort of sat there and was like, so you're British? And then she changed again and I went, so you're strange? And just sat and watched her Junko is a lot of things. I just sort of... I really liked liked heavy metal Junko when she's just like swearing up a storm. (laughs) Yeah. It's my favorite one. She's just like, oh my god, you're... Like, you can't say it. Like, yeah. Another really, really small element that I greatly enjoyed was uh her fingernails and when you see the dead body for case five yeah, yeah. they're the same fingernails and you can see that they were fake and put on the other body oh and i also like how the uh uh the the mukuro junko had uh had rabbit hairpins and real yeah. junko has monokuma hairpins yeah. Uh, yeah yeah little things like that <laughs> Do they take the rabbit hairpins as inspiration for two? Oh, possibly, yeah. Um, uh, two Hopefully. has a uh, a rabbit named Monami similar to Monokuma. Hmm. But yeah, Junko's amazing and probably my favorite character. She's definitely the most interesting. I think she's my favorite too. She's a, a ex- an extremely memorable villain, and yeah. and having a memorable villain, I mean, is can really enhance a game or a show or a book or a lot of things. So even I, I liked most of the main characters in Don Gun Rampa One, but Junko was probably my favorite. There's also there's something to be said about they, and they kept bringing this up over the course of the game of the, whoever's setting up this whole system, whoever's in charge of it, the mastermind, their dedication to the rules, and you, you, there's there's something to be said that at the end when she is proven to have lost, that she still goes through with the execution. And it's because death is the ultimate despair. There's, and that was she kept talking about like I'm actually happy that I lost because look at all this time I put into it. Like that whole final sequence was, she had already been brilliant up until that point, and that it was like that just a little bit extra. And I was like, yeah, this is this is this is wonderful. And it makes you wonder then if she picked those students because she knew she'd lose. Well, those um, students were already there. Oh, you mean because yeah, she didn't kill? She didn't have them die. Well, I think more like because where the school and jumping ahead to the ultimate tragedy, the school is a shelter. Mm -hmm. And so they use some of the kids. Like, I don't think she probably planned that far ahead, but I think she probably 
pick some kids to kind of have, perform or have someone perform. I don't know if this is mentioned in the game. This might be a spoiler for one of the games. Uh, they have lobotomies um, and have all their memories taken out for the last two years. I wonder if she did that, like knowing that she would probably lose eventually. And Because why would you have the ultimate detective in that group? Hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I think... I think part of it is that um, is that Junko strictly adhered to these rules and set this up and and removed their memories instead of killing them. Because also remember, I mean, uh, genocide Jill's memory isn't lost, which is part one of the yeah. plot points in the fi- in the final. Which is hilarious. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? She's like, oh yeah, I remember this thing. Oh yeah, I, I know about this. Said this four yeah. chapters ago. <laughs> yeah, and uh. I think part of it is that um, I don't know if she wanted to lose necessarily, but I think she wanted to feel despair the way that all the people that died during the ultimate tragedy did, because she's just so weirdly despair obsessed. And yeah. um, and when really she, when really I think she, you know, she's like a lot of serial killers and criminals. She sort of feels nothing. And, mm-hmm. and they call and, it out as like a fetish. Yeah, and yeah, well, like yeah. So, like, I think situation. she wanted to feel as much despair as possible, and I think the way that she decided to try that is to have is to set up this is to repeat something similar to her to the ultimate tragedy, but using the uh, students that maybe opposed her the most. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, like it's just basically a win-win situation for her. She'll die, and she'll have ultimate despair, or all of the kids will kill each other, and she'll be. A- Basking in despair, kind of. Basking in despair is exactly what Junko wants. Yeah. And and eventually, she during her execution scene, she is so happy to feel that much despair. <laughs> <laughs> it um, I thought it was interesting that she calls out that she hates Makoto the most out of all the students. I'm not sure if he's that's so relentlessly good. That's what I was yeah, like say he's is, the total, yeah. yeah, he's the total opposite. Like she's the old part of the ultimate despair, and and Kyoko's like, that's because Makoto, you are the ultimate hope, and it's just kind of like the absolute perfect juxtaposition between the two characters. Like, mm-hmm. of course, Junko hates him because he is the exact opposite of her. But at the same time, you, if you take away just kind of them being foil characters, Bakia and uh, Kyoko like do so much worse to the whole plans throughout the whole game. Um, I, I think they're much more stand in the way throughout the whole case. Like but they the all whole... did it through Makoto. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it is just the foilness or it's they finally got the plan back on like going in the right direction and then he chose to not to expose the lie for Kyoko, which ultimately kind of ruins everything. But I, I really would have anticipated Junko to hate Kyoko the most um, since she disappears for a large period of time. She's the one that gets the keys and steals stuff from her. And yeah, well, um, Kyoko interferes yeah. with Junko maybe more than Makoto does, but I mean, I think Kyoko's more interested in the truth. And while while Makoto really tries to see the best in everyone and is full of hope, and even though Kyoko's maybe even more of an obstacle to Junko than Makoto is, I think it makes sense that she hates Makoto more, since he is just so full of hope, and she wants everything to be full of despair. Um, no, it makes sense. It makes sense that, that they but also, are... I mean, I mean, you really like Kyoko, so... Yeah, 
<laughs> Kyoko's a great heroine. She's um, yeah. uh, she she's great. It, you didn't always know what she was uh, what she was up to, but uh, she's a really likable main character or major character. Yeah, she is. Every almost everyone in this game is likable except for that doofus Yasuhiro. So we kind of moved into the end. Them leaving afterwards. I, I guess it touches on a bigger conversation I want to have about. And we've kind of touched on it throughout the podcast of what's next. Um, and with that, I kind of want to go, it seems like everybody really enjoyed the game. Is everybody in for the long haul now? Is everybody going to go play two? Is everybody going to play the side story? Is everybody moving on to three? Or is this yes. kind of, this was a fantastic story, but I'm happy I'm done with it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm speaking as someone that went through playing this for the first time last year. After beating one, I immediately bought two, then immediately played it then read some manga and, and art books and background stuff and watched the Danganronpa 1 anime. I, at, right when I finished one, I was in it for the long haul, and I continue to be in it for the long haul. So, so I'm, I'm really excited to see if when they announce um, Danganronpa V3, which comes out in a few months in Japan. Uh, I'm really excited for that to hear about the English language release of that. I've already got Danganronpa 2, so probably going to start <laughs> that soon. <laughs> I'm definitely in for the long haul, I think. And just there's so much going on that I don't think I could... Like the cliffhanger ending on itself, I can't just leave it in the kind of... <laughs> the door's open, we're out. And, and I should mention, I, I, I slightly like Danganronpa 2 more than 1 uh, for for very, very uh, subjective reasons. <laughs> but I, I rec- if you like 1, I wholeheartedly recommend playing 2. Yeah, I, I started <laughs> watching the anime right away when I was playing through this. I stayed... I stayed about a case or two behind in the anime at all sure, times. Okay. Um, and I just ran out of time today. I've, I beat the game two, three hours, four hours before we recorded this. Um, so I just didn't have time to start two. But I already bought two. I'm ready to go with it. Um, and like I said earlier, I'm, I'm actually going to play the little shooter side story. Um, yeah, I'm I, I intrigued. That's the one yeah. I haven't, the one Danganronpa thing I haven't watched or played. But um, I I might wait for it to drop in price a little bit first. I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier. I'm sorry, but uh, I, I'm I'm interested in Ultra Despair Girls, but I haven't played it yet. But I am I I will I will admit I am a little disappointed that two doesn't follow the same people. Um, it's interesting because I I do like the whole mechanics of this game. I like the process. I like having a community that slowly dwindles and kind of the backstabbing everything that we talked about in the first episode of this. Um, but I am so fascinated to see what happens to this tiny group after they leave. Well, okay, I'm going to avoid spoilers, but two does tie into one, just not right away. Okay. Uh, so you, you will learn a little bit about that. And the anime that is that just finished a short time ago, actually, it's um, the, the Danganronpa 3 anime, half of the episodes are what happened between 1 and 2, and half of them take place after 2 in a final killing game. And uh, okay. think, and we've probably mentioned this before, but the, the Danganronpa game that comes out next year is a new group of students not attached to the story. That that anime is the cap-off for the, for the you know, Junko versus the world arc. Okay. Okay, okay. awesome. Yeah, because it is one of those things... I We, we, t- we talked about Battle Royale last, last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that's a comparison that comes up a lot during Duncan Rapa discussions. And it's one of those things, and I've never actually watched the second episode because I, I kind of don't want to see what happens to the people when they leave. But at the same time, you have this like 
massive amount of interest to see. Um, and sometimes just the journey, the ending in the story, the, the explanation afterwards isn't going to be as good as the journey. And so there is a part of me that doesn't want to see what happens to this crew afterwards, but the ending of this ends so perfectly that I feel like I'm being dragged to try to find out what it is. Um, so at least the option's there. Um, you said you, you've watched the anime, correct? Like, yeah, I have, yes. Is it a satis- is is there a satisfying conclusion? Oh, 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 the oh, the Danganronpa three anime. Yeah. Um. Okay, I haven't finished it yet. I'm only uh, I'm, I'm a little behind actually. I'm part way through it, and it is, it is dark and sad, man. Like I, I can't watch more than two episodes. You mean at it's time. it's dark and full of despair? I, in fact, I would say <sighs> that. Yes. <laughs> watching that show, uh, watching the DGR three anime fills me with so much despair. I can only watch a few episodes at a time. <laughs> Okay. But I uh, successful then. Yeah, but um, I, I haven't finished it yet. But it's I, I don't want to say anything about it to avoid spoilers. But it's in it's in two halves, and half of it is between one and two, and half of it is after two. It, it watching it in the aired order probably makes the most sense. But it it just recently finished. I think its its final episode aired a few days ago at the time of this recording. And maybe we'll get a box set in the U.S. soon. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, Keeping I, an eye out on Funimation. I bet Crunchyroll or Funimation will promote it a little bit because they their Danganronpa one stuff seemed popular. Yeah. Cool. So. That's awesome. But will there be Pappenbrook? <laughs> Probably. Hope so. Oh, and they never did a Danganronpa two anime because they they were busy with a bunch of other stuff. But um, the, but the guy who is the architect of the whole series did uh produce and work on the. The, the anime the third anime series so it's 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 canon it's in the canon nice okay that's awesome good excellent so I I think that does it for Danganronpa we made it through we survived we're the four survivors of this uh, deeply troubling despairful podcast yeah. who do we kill off we... who do we kill to graduate Yasuhira <laughs> agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I support you in this, Peter. We finally agree on something again. Good. It was looking bad for a little bit, so I'm I'm happy you guys are friends again. I'm filled with hope. <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna do it for us with uh, Dang and Rampa. We have a tremendous amount of retro encounter though coming your way. We have a Falcom encounter coming up. As of a couple hours ago, actually, there was a recording for Final Fantasy VI, touching on the wonderful editorial done by Alana. And then we have a group that is watching Kingsglaive for the Final Fantasy XV uh, movie that's coming out, and we're going to have an episode about that coming out shortly. And then we move into a, into October, which we have a normal type of podcast, unlike all these bonus encounters, and we'll be covering uh, Child of Light. So lots and lots of retro encounter goodness out there. Be sure to check in every week as more and more comes your way. But in the meantime, you can always send your emails to retro at rpgfan.com. You can get on the boards and comment. And be sure to review on whatever device you're listening to this podcast on. We appreciate it. But yeah, that will do it for us here at Retro. I really appreciate you listening. <laughs> <laughs>